Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the show that keeps your imagination and dreams soaring with hosts Mary and Faye. Mary is a radio talk show host, author of the popular book, A Pocket Full of Prayers, A Heart Full of Hope, and a faith-based intuitive. For over 20 years, Mary has shared her intuitive, angelic guidance with clients from all over the world and from all walks of life. Mary's clients have called her the soul whisperer, as she has the gift to ignite passion and create results from hearing the voice within their soul. Mary's goal is simple, to make your life better than it was the day before. Mary is the founder of Global Healing Solutions. Faye is an international speaker and educator, published author, TV personality, radio talk show host, transformational healer, spiritual minister, vibrational artist channel, and a true sacred listener. Faye founded her company, A Needed Escape, to give her clients a well-balanced life of peace, joy, and contentment. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, and what a show we have for you today. We are honored to have Sherry and Michelle Harding here to discuss their new film, Based on a Dream. Hi, Mary. Uh, Let me get right to our co-host, Faye, who will do a little more introduction, and uh, we'll get right to the show. Hello, Faye. How are you? Hi, Mary. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Michelle. Woo! Hey, good to have you guys here with us today. I'm so excited, and Sherry, this is a return visit for you. So it is. Thank more, you for having me back. Even more exciting. Um, and I know there's been a lot of buzz about the farmhand, and last time we spoke, it was still waiting for final production and where it was going to be premiered, if it was going to be premiered, and there was a whole lot of questions about it. And I know that you guys recently did have your premiere in what we we were joking about, saying it was a big girl theater, you know, it was a full-size <laughs> theater. <laughs> Which is no, we, we, had that we did have the premiere. We actually had a premiere in a, a big theater, yes, uh, in Myrtle Beach. And we had quite... Um, Quite an audience. It, they were there were was standing room only. It ended up to be the fil- the the film was the theater was full and the film just attracted a lot of attention and we had no more seats left, which was pretty shocking. So we did get it out there in, locally. How exciting is yeah. that? I know you weren't expecting that kind of a turnout. So look Not what happens. <laughs> look, it was a look shock. at what. Yes, and look what happens when. You listen to the nudges of the universe when you get them, and you follow that information and that guidance, and look how it conspires in your favor. I mean, wow, Mary, what do you what do you have to ask for that? I say with that, it's a perfect example of dreams. There's a little pun here. Dreams come true because this yeah. is based on a dream. And what I love about this the most is a mother and daughter working together to realize a dream together. So yes. uh, I think that's fabulous. And I, um, the film now, based on your dream, I know I think you you had a script and you go, how did you get people interested and involved in that? What what was that marketing like? How does one go about realizing this type of dream? So. Um, 
my mom, you know, because you said she had it from in a dream, um, I have been making films for about five or six years now, and she's kind of been with me through the process of all of those films. So I told her that she needs to write this down into a script, and it was just such a good story. So then once she finally wrote it down, and we went through about a year of revisions, I mean, from the actual dream to the final script, um, after all of that finally finished, um, some of those roles were actually written for actors that had been in my previous films. Um, and as for the others, it was more of just, we were all just very passionate about the film, about the content of the film, and uh, I just kind of went around campaigning a little bit for, for people that were like love film and do it because it's something that we're very, very passionate about. Um, and we ended up with the most incredible and dedicated and wonderful group of people I could have ever asked for. Uh, not only are they just so good at what they do, but they are just so, so, so talented and wonderful inside and out. So um, it was more of just we kind of put ourselves out there and, you know, we, we were kind of trying to get people that – we're very similar in our mindset who were just as passionate about the film as we were, and we found that. You know, that speaks so much when the universe hears our call, and I know Faye uh, knows a lot about this too, but you said some very key things, Michelle. Passion, finding people who are passionate, like-minded people, people who share the same interest, people who are professional, and forming a team around that energy how could this film, based on your mom's dream, not become the great success that it is already becoming when that is the formula? What do you think about that, Faye? I think that's perfect. I, I just I get goosebumps. Um, even though I was not in uh, Myrtle Beach for the premiere, because I have an inside connection, I was able to actually see the film and I had how many times did I watch it, Sherry? Like three or four times? Well, you were with me through a lot of the whole, you know, writing process because when this was an early draft, I was running it by you and you remember how dark it was and you know, we we you know, talked about different parts of the film. So you you knew, you know, a lot of the changes that had the script had gone through. So you you've been with me and then at the point where we were you know, pretty much ready to show it to the world, uh, I gave you uh, access so that you could see it. And I really, really, really valued your opinion on it because you were with me through the, <laughs> the lot of it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I just, I, I sat there. I remember Shari and I got on, we got on a video call, and she watched me watch the film. I wanted to see your face. I wanted to watch it. And I don't like it too. Like, um, you know, you know, some of the actors, I was doing that with them too. I wanted to see their face when they saw what we did with the film. Like, you know, we filmed, we filmed certain scenes and uh, Michelle put together parts of it that we were able to show that were before it was scored, but just raw footage. And we just wanted to see the reactions of the actors. Yeah, so that was great. I felt kind of a little like Leonard Malton. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so good, and I enjoyed it so much that I had to watch it again later that same day. I think I, I 
pretty sure I watched it about four times altogether. Oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did an amazing, an amazing job. And, and I totally understand why the actors that agreed to um, show up for this work and to do this work were so involved. It, it was really easy to see that they took on the characters, they took on the persona of the character, and they brought in so much more life and depth to each part. It was just, it was very, uh, it was, it was um, soul filling for me. Oh, so, ladies, they they, was, um, sorry. they they uh added their own, you know, bits themselves. Like, you know, they, there were some ad libbing, you know, in some of the scenes. Uh one of my favorites is um uh, the sheriff when he says just the words say your prayers. I didn't write that. But when he said that it, it was like from the heart, like from the gut. And it was just a good scene. Like these these are, you know, very gut wrenching emotional scenes and you know, some of the things that um, the characters, you know, became, you know, the actors became the character, really. And um, uh, I wrote those scenes for these actors because I felt that, you know, that that they they would understand where, you know, we collaborated together and they would understand what I was trying to say in the story. And it, it just came together, just blended beautifully. It was a, it was a good good combination of 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 my writing and, and their understanding what, where my dream was. And it it visually became real with my daughters filming it. Excellent. Now and you hear that in point. Hollywood, uh, Shari, right. where movie producers, movie writers will write a, a scene or a movie based on, in their mind, hoping a certain character will play that scene because they just have that understanding, that intuitive thought that this is the right person they're going to know what i'm saying not just based on words on paper but through an emotional intuitive connection it sounds like that's what you all did with this in picking out the actors that would be in this film say one quick question you saw it four times that's wonderful based on the story itself say what was one of your big takeaways Oh, my goodness. See, I'm looking at it from a whole lot of different points of view. As Sherry mentioned, I did get to really be in on some of the initial brainstorming with her and watched her change, you know, the depth of field of some of the characters, of some of the storylines, some of the backstory, what stayed in, what stayed out. So it kind of felt like a little part of me was in it as well, which was really amazing. Uh, so I can officially say I'm in, I think, all major forms of um, media at this point in my life, which is a pretty cool, pretty cool thing to be able to say. Um, and then the other side of it is that I have watched Michelle grow in her career as far as what she does with film. And it was so cool for me to watch some of the rough cut scenes before Michelle had done any of the editing. I don't know if you knew what I knew that, Michelle, if I'd seen yeah, it. I did. I, I, I flipped, them, flipped them over to her, but I, I had to tell Michelle because yeah. I had to grab them off her computer. Yes, yes, tell me because I was going back. <laughs> okay, so like I saw the rough cut and I was sitting there. Again, I was on video with your mom. We were on video call. And. 
I'm sitting there going, okay, I want more. And I just kept saying, I want more. The, the corrections that you made from the rough cut to the final piece, I mean, it was good rough, but then seeing the final was, it blew me away. It blew me away. I think what Thank really so adds much. to it, oh, you have brought tears <laughs> to her eyes. The, a lot of the things that, that really bring some um, emotion is music, and I think the score added quite a bit, in my opinion. Um, we were careful to pick the right composer, and um, our composer, another another female composer, um, um, she, she from, it's from Real Scoring, Real Scoring, right? Real scoring um, she worked with us day and night for three weeks uh, to get it done. And um, because when I wrote the script originally, uh, music was a big part of the background uh, to take me there to the year 1927, I just kept listening to a lot of blues, a lot of blues, 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 lots of blues. But cinematically, it doesn't really work that well. Um, and so I, I learned a lot about the music and the way uh, it was put together for revealing some tragic scenes and we really had to use a lot of strings and things that made me feel all the emotions that uh, I wanted to um, let the audience feel with me when I wrote. So I feel that the music added a lot too. So you didn't get to see it until the end where uh, that was added. Music can certainly invoke a lot of emotions and when placed properly, it does add such more of a soulful expression to the completion of the movie but when i'm not going to say if the film goes full length when the film goes full length we'll put that intention out there right Faye? when you have well, that's, to re- that's that's you bringing the universe into this go ahead <laughs> oh well, yeah because it's part of all of our energies and the universe always wants to work with us to bring us to our highest and best and to share our passion and our talents with others like this film is doing. But when it goes full length, will you have to reshoot the entire film or somehow add scenes to the original film? So uh, it depends on what we are working with. So in order to get it to a feature length, we are hoping to get investors for funding for for the feature length just because we did do the original short film on a self-funded independent budget. Um, So it was micro-budget, basically just trying to film it for as little as possible or wherever we could. And with the feature, we really, really would not want to skimp on anything. Uh, Not that we did for our short, but we, we do have more ideas that we would like to bring to it um, that would require a bigger budget. So in doing so, um, I think that we would end up refilming um, the entire film uh, depending on what we are able to get, essentially. <laughs> okay. So that being said, you, you said something earlier about um, funding some sort of Indiegogo campaign. Can you speak to that, Michelle? 
Yes, absolutely. So right now we have a Indiegogo campaign running for the farmhands, and a lot of people might say, oh, well, why do you have an Indiegogo campaign if the film's already done? Well, right now we are trying to run the short film in the film festival circuit to find that interest for a feature film, to try to find investors, to network, to meet other like-minded people just as ourselves. And in doing so, uh, film festivals are extremely expensive, which is something that um, not a lot of people necessarily think about while they're filming. Um, so it, it can cost thousands of dollars to submit to numerous festivals. One festival can cost up to $120, depending. Um, so we are looking for funding right now to submit the film to film festivals. And if we get into those film festivals, hopefully we'll find an audience um, to where we can make this a feature film and find that interest and hopefully some funding as well. Very cool. Now, the thing is, when you submit, you have to pay to submit, and that doesn't necessarily guarantee you a place in the in the festival, correct? Right, yeah. So it, it is a, a risk, but the way that we do it is we do extensive research in all of the film festivals that we are submitting to. We look at what has won in past years. We look at um, the demographics. So with our film, um, it is based in, it's a timepiece based in uh, prohibition in the South. So we are looking at uh, regionally, like wh where we should submit and where we would fit the best. So we are taking a gamble. It's not guaranteed that we will get in if we submit to a film festival, but we are trying our very best to see where we will fit in the best. Um, and it could just be one of those things where, well, the film is 42 minutes in length. It might be too long to even fit in a program, or um, it might fit perfectly and, you know, still just be too long to, to go into the program. So um, we are definitely doing our research to make sure that we have our best chance. Excellent, excellent. Now, I know you've already submitted to a few festivals, and you've gotten some mentions, some awards. Can you talk about that? That's always exciting. Yeah, so um, we have already started that process of submitting to film festivals, and with some of them, um, we were nominated for Best Feature Film, um, just because in some film festivals, 40 minutes is the cutoff for a short film, um, so we're two minutes over that, and uh, we were nominated for Best uh, Feature Film at the Monthly Film Awards. Um, or sorry, the, the monthly film festival. Um, so we were nominated for that, which was really exciting. Um, we were an official selection of the Dumbo Film Festival in uh, Brooklyn, uh, and we were the official selection of um, the Rome Independent Film Awards, um, which you know is in, is in Italy. And then um, we are going to be hearing back very shortly, um, probably within the week, for a film festival in New Jersey. And um, a lot of it's a waiting game, so we're hearing back. Some, some of, for some of them, we don't even hear back uh, until October or January 2020 if, if we get in or not. So um, right now we're, we're just kind of like uh, finding our festival, submitting it, and uh, submitting to those, and then just kind of waiting. <laughs> wow. Mary, do you want to add anything here? I think these are just wonderful accolades. And, you know, it just speaks to the heart and soul of what you're doing when people come together and and show their appreciation for your work through these awards. And, you know, I have to say I have to keep wishing Shari pleasant dreams, Shari, because more dreams are coming, more films, more stories are coming from that dream state from you. So. We need to send out... Those funding angels, come on, angels, get together and find the funding. But 
I do have a question. How does it feel to work together as a team since you are first and foremost mother and daughter as well as work partners? Shari, do you want to start with that? Well, um, I'm very proud of my daughter. I, uh, she mentioned earlier uh, in answering a question about how she um, she uh, was working on other films in the past, and I was kind of part of that in the background. I, I was actually in one of her uh, films when we did it in New Jersey. I was uh, a cast member in Spark, and um, uh, I helped you know, with uh, like an associate producer of her last film that we did here in Myrtle Beach called Among the Stars, and I, I really liked the process, and I never expected this to happen. Um, we ended up making a film together. Um, it, she encouraged me to write a script. I never wrote anything before. I never wrote a script before. Um, and so this dream was such um, you know, a, a crazy story. I wasn't even in the dream. It was just the weirdest thing, and she just in her gut felt it needed to be written down. And she goes, you have to make this into a, a story. And we never really talked about filming it because it took place in, in the 20s. I, I knew in, in, my, in my head that it wasn't from this time. And I, I just wrote it down. She just told me, write it down as you remember it and as you're feeling it, and um, we'll work from there. And um, I learned, you know, by doing some research how to format a script, how to write it into a way that it could be filmed. Uh, and Michelle helped me a little bit with, she said, well, you, you can't really say that or do that because I have to do this or that to make that happen. So I learned a lot from her, uh, from her education, and, and, and plus watching her, um, I, I learned a lot through this process, and we enjoyed it tremendously, and we decided to start our own business um, called Mesh Films. So uh, it's kind of our our initials put together, Michelle Elise and, and Shari Harding, M-E-S-H, is us. And, um, yeah, we'd, we'd like to do some more indie shorts like we've been doing. We, we're collaborating with uh, with other projects, other scripts that are out there. Um, people that we've worked with in the past uh, are coming to us with their ideas and would like to work with us again. So it looks like there may be some more indie shorts, not as long as the farmhand, but... It, there may be some more coming in this spring where uh, we're going to get together with other um, other people like ourselves, and we're going to see what happens. Michelle, how did you see your mother in a different light? You know, we grow up, these are our moms. You know, they're just our moms. You know, they love us. They care for us. They want our very best. But was there a, a pivotal moment where you said, I'm starting to see my mom, well, she's probably always been your friend, too, but more than just your mother in working with this, did you see her in a different way? She's getting choked up right now. (laughs) Yes, she's always been my friend. She's always... I've always been extremely close with her. Um, So it was honestly a really natural transition and, and a natural dynamic to to do this film um we always you know just to make the pun we always meshed very well together (laughs) Uh, so so um we we had the same ideas um tentatively for, for what we wanted as a vision for the film and um wherever we disagreed um we worked together to to make it into what it is now and and what it is is really beautiful um 
so I, I think that we we worked really really well together, and there, ne- there wasn't necessarily a moment where I realized, oh wow, like you know we're we're co-directors right now. It, it was always just like, oh well, she's my mom, and and you know we're we're doing this together because I've always had a strong respect for her, and you know that that just carried over into our our set dynamic, and um, I hope that everyone else felt that too. <laughs> when they were working with us. (laughs) I I think the key is that mutual respect. Wouldn't you say, Faye, when when a mother and daughter, any any, uh, mother and son, father and son, they have a mutual respect for each other. They enjoy being with each other. And I like what you said, Michelle. When there was times of disagreement, you came together. And that speaks volumes to to our listeners who are maybe, you know, wondering, how do I have a better relationship with my daughter or son? I think the key is to make those disagreements into agreements of heart and soul. Say your thoughts around that. Oh, wow. I love the way you tied that in, Mary. That's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and it's true. It does give some light at the end of the tunnel for anybody who is suffering from what they consider not the best relationship with their child or even their spouse, you know, oftentimes there are spouses that work together. And to see the joy and the camaraderie and the tightening of the bond that Sherry and Michelle have managed to create, not only through their day-to-day life, but through this intense work, putting together this film from, from the idea of the dream all the way to a premiere with standing room only, it just shows that when you open up, listen to those impulses, to that insight, to those little tiny whispers, when you allow yourself to get out of your own effing way, okay, there is so much, there is so much magic that can happen. I'm really looking forward to the next Mesh co-production. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, our next Mesh project is, is uh, in my head. Uh, hopefully, uh, at some point, it'll be on screen. Hopefully, it won't take two years to do. I don't too. want it to be two years. Because eh? <laughs> it, it took two years from concept to reality for the farmhand so, <laughs> to where we are now. Uh, well, maybe the next one won't be a period piece, so it'll be a little less intense. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like, I, I was so dead against doing a period piece in general. A lot of extra first. work, a lot of research yeah. had to go into it, but I think yeah. a contemporary piece would surely be easier, but I, I still love period be, pieces. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't meant to be contemporary. Yeah, so. this this was definitely period time. It was, it was in 1927 specifically. I don't know why. At the premiere, we had a Q&A, and I was, uh, by an audience member, asked, why 1927? And I said, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it just was. It's just, it was 1927 when it took place. It just felt right. I, I love being taken back in time. I don't know what, what it is about that, to be able to sit and become part of that period of, of history and what's going on in that moment, and to be able to fit in, so to speak, through a film. So I, I like the fact that it's a period piece. We have about three minutes left, Faye. So do you want to give any uh, contact information or back, um, back actually, to you? What I'd like to do is if Sherry and, and Michelle have um, a website that they would like to give out, 
Um, they can also post it on our Facebook page along with their Indiegogo link, but let them give a quick shout-out right now. Yes, for sure. Uh, so just we don't have a specific website um, that for the farmhand, but we do have social media on all of our platforms. So on Facebook, it's the farmhand short film. On Instagram, it's also the farmhand short film. Um, on Twitter, it's uh, the farmhand film because Twitter does not like long Twitter handles. Um, so those will be the three places that you can find all of our updates regarding film festival acceptances and um, kind of like where the, our next screenings will be. Um, and then we do have our IMDb page, which is the Farmhand 2019. So if you want any kind of cool behind-the-scenes photos that have never been seen before, you can uh, go on there and kind of check that out as well. Excellent. Mary, do you want to give a quick uh, a quick shout-out for your info? Oh, uh, my info? Oh, Mary. No, Mary. Mary. Sorry, I thought you said Sherry. Hello, oh. hello. I just love the use of social media. Media. I mean, they're on every platform. It's great. You can contact me at maryanswersnow at gmail.com. And thank you both so much for, for being here and sharing your dreams with our listeners. Back to you, Faye. Thank you so much. And everybody can reach out to me on my website, aneededescape.com. Find us on Facebook, on our, on our show page. Leave comments here, right on Blog Talk. And I'm so excited to have had both Sherry and Michelle with us today. And again, I am looking forward to future projects. Thank you both so much. Thank, Thank you, Faye and Mary. Thank you so much. And Shari, keep dreaming. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.